Welcome to another HLS podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Text. And as always, you can subscribe to us over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and of course, you can always find us over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. You can reach us there, HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord, and email the show, podcast at HerLoyalSons.com. And folks, uh, bowl season is underway. We had a handful of games on Saturday. We'll talk about those in a second. First, uh, wanted to do a little bit of cleanup, and uh, I, I got to admit, uh, this is mostly me slacking because typically uh, we try to actually read these things uh, and you know when the football season gets underway and uh, as you've heard throughout the season the craziness uh, that has happened uh, not only with myself but with Shane as well uh, everything from hurricanes to personal craziness and 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 just life life and football happening so there are a couple of reviews that I want to make sure we actually uh, get in there and get read uh, and so make sure these are coming from iTunes, so if you will, drop us a line, drop us a review. It definitely helps us. People not only find the show, uh, iTunes has a wonderful little algorithm to where uh, reviews will actually bump people up, uh, so this does help us. Even if it's, it doesn't have to be five-star, just leave a review. Uh, get interaction on there. It will be much appreciated. Uh, as of right now, we are sitting at 14 five-star reviews, so a big hat tip for everybody that has already done that in the past. Uh, we have 10 reviews that were actually written in and two that I believe we haven't yet touched yet on the podcast. So I want to give them their due. The first comes from Irish GL, and it is a five-star review saying, ND Tex, Ryan, and Superman, TD Jesus, Shane, do a great job on their podcast. They bring colorful insights, humor, information, and help the listener to enjoy college football. Also, to have ND Eddie Mack come on and do his degenerate best at picking games is always entertaining. Keep up the great work, and to borrow Eddie's phrases, hell, gambler, and go Irish. Thanks, Irish GL. Uh, thank you very much for the review. Uh, glad you enjoy it. Thanks for for being a loyal listener, uh, and and hopefully we we're keeping it up. I know uh, I can't wait to get Shane back on here uh, to bring a lot of that humor back uh, because quite frankly, uh, it comes from from his end. It's hard for me to sit here and crack jokes solo on the mic, so I'm happy to to have him back in there because some of the best that I can do is uh, trolling Eddie by forcing him or attempting to force him to pick a, a women's basketball line. That that is about the best joke I've had recently. Uh, one more here. Uh, this is from Cocky Irish. This was uh, back towards the end of October. A five-star review entitled Worth It. Says, worth a listen, even if you're not an ND fan. Fun takes on college football as a whole. Great for ND fans looking for a more raw account of the football program. Uh, thank you very much for the review, Cocky Irish. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Always nice to hear that people think it's worth a listen, even if uh, they don't happen to be a Notre Dame fan. Uh, while, obviously, that is very much our wheelhouse, 
us, uh, we would definitely like it uh, for any college football fan to say, hey, I can sit in here. I, I get a little bit of a, a Notre Dame-focused take, at least when it comes to their games, but they cover a bunch of other stuff in the world of college football. And speaking of, uh, let's go ahead and do that, at least for a brief moment. It's it's not like I'm, I'm not going to go across every single bowl game and, and break it down uh, because, quite frankly, there was only, at least to me, one real bowl game of worth, and it wasn't even one that Eddie and I picked. Uh, it was back in the FCS uh, to where the Celebration Bowl happened. Uh, this is one, unfortunately, uh, ESPN uh, includes it in their uh, bowl mania. Uh, unfortunately, our pick did not since it only picks uh, d- basically FBS teams. So uh, this in the FCS between uh, Grambling and North Carolina A&T uh, fighting for the historically black college and universities national championship. North Carolina A&T comes and wins 21 to 14. Uh, a great tightly fought contest coming down to the absolute wire and uh, North Carolina A&T if I remember right from what I saw on TV uh, putting an end cap on their first undefeated season uh, since they moved into their current conference I believe was what the stat was Uh, regardless it was a great game I had a lot of fun watching it everything else I mean it was football and and that is one thing I, I don't want people to miss out on I will I will never besmirch that football is on my TV especially college football uh, but uh, really quite frankly a lot of these games were not close and some of the ones that got closer were really almost uh, it was almost kind of a late sprint to the end uh, but I mean I'm not really I'm not invested in many of the teams of bowl season uh, I'm mostly interested in some good football uh and really, every bowl season kind of starts off the same way for me. I don't know how it feels for you when you sit down and watch bowl season. Uh, when we get to like the, the pre-Christmas bowls, God forbid, unless Notre Dame's in one of those bowls, it's hard to drum up too much care unless it's uh, like the Bahamas Bowl for some reason seems to be, you know, always kind of a little uh, crazy to say the least. Uh, but this, every now and then, it's one of those things I'll have background noise on because you never know when a damn good game's going to break out and just some kind of batshit craziness happens. I really don't feel like we, we got that on Saturday, uh, but I mean, it, it's one of those background noise things you have on. Uh, I don't feel like I have to intently focus on it because uh, I mean, they're all exhibitions. I'm not like doing future scouting for a Notre Dame opponent. I'm not now worried about how it's going to shape up for the rest of the national picture. It's just football for the sake of football being played. And I enjoy that very much. Uh, one storyline though, that came from this that did catch my eye was the Las Vegas Bowl between Boise State and Oregon. And I highlight this mostly because this 38 to 28 final Boise State win was really, um, if one, it was not as close as that final score would indicate because Oregon basically they were getting the doors blown off of them. And this very well should have been a 24 to nothing game going into the half. Uh, but Oregon got a pair of pick sixes to, to get towards the close of the half. And like I said, it's one of those background noise where you kind of perk up and all of a sudden it's 24 to 14. You're like, huh? Huh? Well, maybe something will happen here. And then Boise just, you know, kind of put their foot on the gas. And it was a 14 14 tie basically in the second halves. But Boise just made sure they did enough to hold on. And I tell you what, the crystal ball era off to a little bit of a rough start. Oregon really didn't look like they had it in there. But then again, they didn't have, you know, Royce Freeman decided to sit out, which I honestly don't care about at all. 
when you got the opportunity to make millions upon millions of dollars and the only thing standing between your payday is a Las Vegas bowl. Look, I love Las Vegas. I love that city. But if it were me, I would rather hit a table and to and to gamble on my future than a bowl game, which really isn't going to matter a whole hill of beans as far as my draft stock would go. So, yeah, it, I, I am totally on board with with players. And I we said this last year when I guess it became kind of a quote unquote a thing. Um I, I mean, it's good for the program, too, because, you know, Oregon, I mean, what are they going to say? It's like, oh, yeah, thanks to Royce. You know, we, we got this great Las Vegas Bowl win. Look at us now. We're we're eight and five. And that's not going to do more for your program than him getting a shot up a draft stock. And then you're able to sell that to your recruits. That's a much, much better sales pitch than, hey, we won some kind of pre-Christmas bowl game uh, that nobody really cared about. So. I, I definitely have no issue at all with, with players taking the seat there. And, and really, I don't think that's what caused Oregon to, to come out as flat as I did. Uh, and I honestly have a hard time completely blaming uh, Senor Cristobal in this one as well, because it, it's hard to get people up for, for a game like this, quite frankly. And and when you got a, you're in a coaching transition, that, that's not really enough time for, for Mario to, to be able to sit everybody down and, and really say, okay, now I'm going to get you bought into how I'm going to do things. Yes, I've been here before, but he's got to put his own spin on things. He's got to make it his program. He's He's got to get an offseason under his belt. So it it's really, really hard uh, you know, for me to say this is really going to be an indicator of how the crystal ball era will go. Uh, that's really the biggest headline, at least in my opinion, from the results on the field, kind of how they bleed into next year. It's definitely a rough start, but hey, you know, there's, there's a lot that can happen between now and and the first kickoff when we go into next fall for Oregon. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but folks, like I said, we're we're slowly, slowly getting into the bowl season. And, and now we get to the point to where uh, be, there's not going to be a game on Monday because Monday night football and, and the college football smartly does not try to compete with the NFL, save for the Thursday games, which I don't blame them in that case. But we got one Tuesday night, we got one Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then we got a doubleheader on Friday. A little hard to uh, watch the Bahamas Bowl with it being in the middle of the day. Same with the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. But then we got a handful of games on Saturday, and then we got one Christmas Eve, which falls on a Sunday, and then we really, really start picking things up after Christmas. Uh, but that means we got games on the docket. That means we got games to pick. And folks, if you haven't already, I highly suggest you head over to her loyalsons.com slash pick them to join into the fun with Eddie and I. And with that being said, let's go ahead and bring in my fellow degenerate right now. As always, I am joined by none other than ND Eddie Mack to keep going through this bowl picking craziness. And uh, Eddie, uh, yikes, this past week, uh, those Saturday games were not kind to us. All part of the plan, my friend. We're just lulling bowl season into a false sense of security. Oh, I, I sure hope that's what is happening right now because that that wasn't a good way to get to start off. But hey, by our own admission, we knew very little about the games that were coming up. Uh, looking at this slate, I say that may be a fair assessment again. But hey, we we got a bowl slate, and what we're gonna do, folks, because. Uh, 
of course, over at herlittlesons.com slash pick them. The pool ends up getting segmented into these weeks. So we're going to pick the week 17 game. So this is going to start up the bowl game starting Tuesday night, rolling all the way into Sunday evening, which is Christmas Eve. And then Eddie and I will release another episode around the Christmas time season. uh, So you can get your following week of bowl games. Uh, We're we're still figuring out how we're going to pick things in there, but that's that's kind of how we're going to approach this one. So we have a slate of I'm sitting here counting. It's nine games. So Eddie, are you ready to do this? It's it's time to. I think we we went ahead and put one in the water. I, I think it's time to bounce back. Might as well straight stay dry. Let's get in the fairway, buddy. Let's go, baby. All right. Well, we are leading off now between Kiffykins. Is it a bowl game? I cannot believe Kiffykins is in a bowl game. The Boca Raton Bowl, amigos. (laughs) Florida Atlantic favored by 22 and a half against Akron. Oh my, that is a huge spread for a bowl game. You usually do not see ones this lopsided. But Eddie, are you taking Kiffykins in this one? You know what? I am. Uh, that's a huge spread, which scares me a little bit. But man, all Kiffykins has done all year is beat the shit out of people. Nine and three on the year, eight and four against the number. This team likes putting up points, and you've got a de facto home game for them. I don't think Akron's that good. Coming in at six and six, barely snuck into bowl eligibility. Uh, not much better against the spread. FAU's kind of nasty i mean they will put points up on you and if there's one thing we've seen this year it's that lane is very aware of spreads he knows <laughs> he always knows what the number is this is and true he's, he's gonna get it uh so while yes a backdoor cover is scary here uh i'm gonna i'm going with the owls baby lane train coming yeah, and I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm taking Lane as well in this one because, I mean, I agree with absolutely everything you said, Eddie. And really, it's it's rare in bowl season that you look at a matchup and say, holy shit, does this look lopsided? But holy shit, does this matchup look lopsided? Because, yeah, Florida Atlantic, they, they've they been a murder train as far as putting up points goes. And, and Akron seems to be the unfortunate uh, tribute to be offered up in this game. Yeah, normally... I would stay away from any three plus possession spreads, but you know what? All, all this has been like the fuck you. I knew what I was doing the whole time. Nick Saban tour and just, just rubbing it in everybody's face. So I expect that to continue. Yeah. The, the lane train's going to keep on rolling. We are in a weird, weird world in college football this season. I cannot believe it. Uh, hey, uh, let's keep getting weirder. This one's going to be uh, somewhat in my backyard of uh, the DXL Frisco bowl. I don't even know what DXL is, to be honest. It is clothing for big and tall gentlemen. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that fits well for for Texas. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> uh, hey, everything is in fact bigger. Everything is bigger. And heck, I, I just had a, a birthday dinner for for my dad. It was his birthday, and I sat here and cooked a big old fillet and baked potato and and had a pecan pie. So you know, I'm contributing to this. So I'm contributing to be a future TXL client at this rate. But anyway, we got the ponies, Eddie. The hometown ponies in this one. Southern Methodist SMU coming. Coming in against Louisiana Tech and the Ponies favored by five and a half points here. 
And man, um, I would want to take the ponies here, but here's the thing. Uh, they've lost their head coach. Uh, and Chad Morris is gone. It's great that the ponies got there, uh, but I, I don't like them covering in this one. Uh, I am really hoping I'm wrong in this one. I think it would do wonders uh, for SMU if they can actually win a bowl game. But not only am I worried about the, the fact that they just lost the coach, they've been on a little bit of a, a slide too. And when they face good teams, when they face good competition, They've been losing more often than not. So uh, I hate to say it. It's been a great season, SMU, but I, I think things are going to stop just short. Go, go ahead and give me Louisiana Tech as the dog here. Who do you have, Eddie? The dream was right there. <laughs> Hashtag Indy Eddie Mac for SMU was burning up the Twitter sphere. I was, I was out recruiting, building up my base. And then I hear Sonny fucking Dykes. <laughs> Sonny fucking Dykes. That's yeah. how you do me, ponies. <laughs> oh, no. How dare you? LaTeX coming. And they are bringing the righteous fury and anger of your boy behind them. You go to hell, SMU. <laughs> Spike picks back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's again, we're, we're picking against a team who lost their coach. So, fucking Sonny Dykes. I can't believe that hire. That's the second worst hire, I think, of the ball season. Uh, no, Nobody's going to top Arizona State. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> fucking But hard. I mean, oof, a doof. That's just, I don't like that hire. And apparently he's going to coach this game. Oh, that I did not know. Yeah. Oh my so, God. This, yeah, this is created to be a clusterfuck. I feel even stronger about this pick now. Yeah, I think this should be a gong show. Uh, Law Tech hasn't exactly been great this year, but I think the confusion alone. And I mean, if you're SMU, what you're like, you said you're probably staying at home. I mean, you're in your backyard. Not a whole lot of motivation that I can see. So I'll take Law Tech. Yeah, that trip down the tollway isn't isn't exactly uh, very exotic for the ponies, to say the least. All right, well, next up, we have the, I swear, and I'm rereading this, because this is the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl? What uh, the it, hell? Well, as we all know, bad boys for life. <laughs> What is this? Oh, and by the way, this game's in the Trop. This is the Tropicana Field out in St. Petersburg. I, I think this was once the Bitcoin Bowl, if I remember correctly. I believe that's correct. Yeah, man. What a weird, weird place to have a bowl game. Anyway, uh, it's it's going to be a couple weird teams here. Former Notre Dame opponent, Temple, taking on Florida International. And Temple, the Owls, favored by seven and a half points in this one. Eddie, who do you have? I don't have a goddamn clue, Ryan. Uh, this is a this is a terrible matchup. If it weren't for the fact that it was the only game of the day, I I could find a lot of excuses to skip this one. Uh, I'm going to take Temple just because I know they have more experience playing football in baseball stadiums, which remains one of the <laughs> dumbest things in the world. But uh, the foul pole won't throw them off as much. So, yeah, sure. Let's go with the Owls. Strong pick there. Uh, man, I, I take a look at Florida International schedule, and there's one thing that really jumps out at me in, in Florida International schedule, and that is a 13-9 victory against Rice. Folks, Rice is really, really bad, and they could barely beat them. 
And then they got other strong victories, a 19-point win against Charlotte. Uh, you know, they, they put Marshall's semi-decent team. Uh, but, man, this, yeah, I, I don't, I, I know more about Temple in this one myself as well. And I think they've played a tougher schedule. And, and yeah, that totally worked last week for that logic. But, hey, sticking with it here, I hate where this hook is. This reeks that it could be a backdoor cover. But, ah, shit, I'll go with the Alice too in this one. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. All right. Well, let's, there's let's, a lot of synchronicity going on right now, Ryan. That I, always works out well for us. I, well, hey, you know what? Actually, this season it hasn't been too bad. It, it's been a lot worse. Uh, let's talk about now. We're in Friday. Now we're in the fun. We're at the Bahamas Bowl now, folks. Now, rest in peace forever. Popeyes as a sponsor. The best. R.I.P. The best. We'll never forget you, Popeyes. The best, truest. It was everything pure about bowl season. Than having a sponsor for a restaurant that doesn't even fucking exist in the Bahamas. You will be missed. Anyway, UAB coming back strong when they didn't even have a football team last season. Coming against Ohio. Ohio favored by seven and a half points. And I am going full one. Look, UAB not having a team and then having one again and then getting to land in the fucking Bahamas. You know, it, it, there's going to be so much motivation for these boys. They, they haven't yet reached the pinnacle yet. They're going to keep on going. Not only that, your mascot's a fucking dragon. I love it. Uh, so go ahead and give me another Alabama University in this one. I will take them as the dog here. Eddie, who do you have? You said it right. UAB has, it's terribly underreported this year, but this has been the best story of the year for me. It really has. UAB coming back. The football program got ripped away by the administration for some bullshit reasons. And then they got to come back, come back with the guys that didn't bail, which props to them for not, because there was a, a bit of a fire sale for teams coming in and picking the bones of what was a dead program. Mm-hmm. But these players come out first year back, go seven and four, and then you get a trip to the Bahamas. What's better than that? Uh, I think these kids are playing on house money. I think they're going to be a lot more hyped up. Like you said, they want to prove why they're back, that they deserve to be back and that they never should have been taken away in the first place. Uh, I Ohio's the better team, but again, we're going to get into some weird bowl game uh, side effect type stuff for this pick. <laughs> so yeah, I'm with you on the Blazers. All right, well there we go. Uh, hey. Next up, we got the later on that evening. Once you have the Bahamas, you got the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Talk about a drastic fucking shift in locales in this one. Uh, you got Central Michigan coming into this one against Wyoming. It's basically a coin flip, but because this fucking site has to have a hook in every damn game. Somehow Central Michigan is a half-point dog. This infuriates me. I I've usually haven't been mad about the hook, but this one infuriates me, Eddie. Well, they're, they, they're actually the half-point favorite. Yeah, Central Michigan is. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, Central Michigan is the half-point favorite. Uh, but, hey, Eddie, who do you have in, in this random-ass game? Well, I'm looking at the schedules, and Central Michigan, they're coming in on a little winning streak. They've won five straight. Then you flip to the other side. Wyoming's lost their last two. That's, uh, yeah, that's good enough for me. I'll take the the mighty Chippewa. Uh, I don't like picking Michigan schools. 
there's there's one thing going against Central Michigan right now. Uh, but not only that, I mean, talk about. Also, I like to look at the very strong logical reasons of where you end up landing in the bowl season. And look, Central Michigan has been in the aforementioned Bahamas Bowl before. They've had some really nice locales. Now you got to ship their asses over to fucking Idaho. Nah, nah. Look, Wyoming, it, this is as close to a home game as I guess they could land being out in fucking Wyoming. But, and Wyoming themselves, they've been a team. And if I recall, are they having to fold up shop or did I imagine that? Aren't they going to have to like sacrifice their football team or is that Idaho or some crap like that? No, that's that's Idaho. Not okay, Wyoming. so that's that's where my streams are getting crossed. Well, anyway, Wyoming has been a really terrible football team. Last season, they finally came back and pulled something together of worth. I'm going to go with what I feel might be the more motivated team in this one, and that is going to be Wyoming. So we finally differ in this one, Eddie. We finally differ. Uh, there we go. I, I just see no reason for Central Michigan to be up for this game at all, and, and we got a total coin flip in this one, so Jesus, who knows what's going to happen in this one? <laughs> I have no freaking clue. Well, let's move on to two teams that I actually know a little bit about both of these. Finally have a little bit about both of them. So we are moving on now to the Saturday game. We got a noon kick here, and that is Texas Tech. And number 23, South Florida. South Florida favored by two and a half points. And checking my notes here, this is the Birmingham Bowl. What a great locale, especially for a noon kick. Ah, uh, jeez. Uh, the Red Raiders, quite honestly, I'm shocked that they even managed to get bowl eligible. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury probably saved his job by beating Texas at the tail end of the season. But man, South Florida... I, this feels like a trap. This whole line feels like a trap because if I just took this game on paper, this again looks like a total mismatch. But you know what? I'm going to happily whistle and walk on into that trap because South Florida is a damn good football team. And uh, Charlie Strong might want to exact a little bit more Big 12 revenge if he's going to get the chance. Uh, so I like South Florida in this one pretty easy. Who do you got, Eddie? Man, I agree with you. This It, it reeks of a trap. And I'm looking on on Sportsline, and they've got 65% of the money's already on South Florida. Kiffykin's already saved his job with the win in Austin. You would think South Florida's the easy pick here. And that, my friend, is why I'm going with Texas Tech. If you <laughs> if you look at who South Florida, I mean, that game against UCF. That was phenomenal. awesome. It was outstanding. But look at the teams they've beaten. Tell me when you're impressed. <laughs> Tulane, Cincinnati, Eastern Carolina, Temple, Illinois, San Jose State, Connecticut. San Jose State? Tulsa. I mean, that's not exactly a murderous <laughs> row right there. Uh, you know, coming off that great game to UCF, I think they're going to be deflated. Uh they they were playing up the disrespect for a while but then they lost i don't know man the line is weird this feels like this reeks of it being just everybody's going to be on south florida because of that line so i'm gonna uh, i'm a dancer i'm gonna dance around the trap i'm gonna head to tech all right well i mean tech which win convinces you is it the texas win or is it eastern washington arizona state not bad Houston, Kansas, Baylor, uh, and then Texas. I mean, 
Any one of those would be South Florida's best win. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on a little bit here. We have the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. And one of those South Florida wins, San Diego State, favored by six and a half points against Army. Who do you have in this one, Eddie? Here's the thing. Rashad Penny, phenomenal running back for San Diego State. 70% of the money's on San Diego State right now. Everybody's picking San Diego State. (laughs) But my friend, this is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. And while we might not be talking about a man named Jim, you don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spin it, spit into the wind. You don't pull the mask off the old Lone Ranger. (laughs) And you don't pick against Army in the fucking Armed Forces Bowl. Come on now. Well, give me them golden knights. You took the words right out of my mouth. There's no way in hell I'm picking against Army in a fucking Armed Forces Bowl. Not only that, Army's been pretty damn good this season. You know, and, and they had a great another big win against Navy. So you're just like, oh, maybe it's a little bit of a letdown. But no, Army has everything in them to at least cover this one. I mean, that's that's really a full touchdown there. I, I'd, I'd like him to at least cover that. But yeah, give me Army. I am not taking them against them. Ugh. Not going against them in the Armed Forces Bowl. Those are the appropriate words that I'm looking for. There it is. Especially if they show up in their stealth camo again. Oh. How great did those alts work out in a snow game? Oh. Didn't, <laughs> didn't factor that in, admittedly. <laughs> I wish I had known that earlier. Uh, but yeah, that, that, was, a, that was next level uh, by Army there, going full camo against Navy. Navy. Just, just absolute genius in the snow. All right, all right. We got one more on Saturday, and that is the Dollar General. <laughs> I can't believe this. I don't know. Would you pay a dollar to go see a game between Appalachian State and Toledo? Is that how much these tickets cost? I think that's that's the bit, right? It, it, I mean, it should be a dollar. It depends. Where is the game? Uh, let's see here. The game is in Lad Pebble Stadium. Right, I don't know where that is, though. Mobile, Alabama. Ugh. Nah, probably not. I'll just stick to TV. (laughs) Oh, but anyway, Appalachian State is a seven and a half point dog to Toledo. Uh, I'm going to take Toledo in this one. Uh, I, I really, I know very little about either of these teams. But, you know, Appalachian State, man, the one thing I I remember, I watched one single game, and that was against Georgia at the very beginning of the year, and they looked nowhere close to impressive. Granted, Georgia was a very, very good team this year, obviously in the playoffs, uh, but they also dropped one to Wake Forest. Uh, They dropped one to UMass, fucking UMass, and Louisiana Monroe, then anybody else, if you want to pay the uh, which win are you impressed by game with Appalachian State, you got Savannah State, Texas State, New Mexico State, Idaho, Coastal Carolina, Georgia Southern, Georgia State, Louisiana Lafayette. Eddie, there's only one win in there that doesn't have some kind of fucking directional or state qualifier in there, and that's Idaho, who, as we mentioned before, are the ones closing up shop. Uh, Toledo, on the other hand, they have a very, very solid MAC team. They've beaten some. They have had a, a very impressive schedule themselves uh but you know what i'll, I'll take them in this one uh, i think they could cover that touchdown plus there uh what do you got well toledo's not a state and like you said <laughs> that's when Happy state actually gets their wins uh i'm taking toledo as well i just i think the rockets are a flat out better team yeah I, the the i don't like the hook but toledo can put up points in a hurry i don't think appalachia state can hang uh 
a much worse version of Appalachian State that we've seen in in years past. Uh, you know, a lot of people think of the team last year that took Tennessee to the wire. This isn't that team. They're just not that good this year, flat out. Yeah, I, I got to agree with you with this one. All right, we got one more in this pick, and it's Christmas Eve time now. And, of course, Christmas Eve means at night, before you go to bed and, and get ready for that Christmas morning, you get to turn into the Hawaii Bowl in this one. And this one features Fresno State against Houston, and Houston is the two-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you have in this one, Eddie? You know, it's, it's Christmas Eve, which makes me think of my favorite Christmas movie, Die Hard, because I'm one of those assholes. <laughs> and the thing about Die Hard is it is nearly a perfect movie. It is 99.9% perfect. But the thing that always throws me off is the party in Nakatomi Plaza takes place on Christmas Eve. If you'll recall, at one point, there's a security guard who's been taken out one of the bad guys is sitting when carl weathers first rolls up and he says that he's watching usc versus notre dame the only way that's possible is if usc and notre dame were going to play each other in the hawaii bowl which would never ever happen one it'd be a rematch two the odds of both of the teams being that bad that they'd be in the hawaii bowl in the same year makes no sense and that fucking bothers me every single time I watch the movie. <laughs> this, I can believe this 100% every last word. Now, you may be wondering why I'm telling you this story. It's because I really don't have any thoughts on this game. <laughs> hey, um, look, that was that was very quality analysis. Doesn't have to be about much. the game, but that was that was good film analysis. I like where your head's at in this one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Fresno here because, in my mind, they beat Boise State on the aggregate in the back-to-back. So, therefore, they should really be the conference champions, not Boise State. That's enough for me to take them over Houston. Well, I, I tell you what, another strong thing for Fresno State's case here is they beat Hawaii at Hawaii. I mean, technically, that means they own Hawaii now if we're doing the whole Reddit, you know, kind of territorial thing, right? The risk they, board? Yeah. They, they should own Hawaii at the very least, you would think. I, I'm, I'm sure they don't but because I, I'm pretty sure Hawaii got claimed by somebody very, very early in the season. But still, yeah, Houston did not play Hawaii. So I, I, I like that there. But... Part of me has also looked at Houston, and they've played some pretty decent football on this one. And they actually have put together a fairly decent season. Uh, they damn near beat Texas Tech. Uh, they damn near beat Memphis. So that's a lot of damn nears in this one. But that damn near isn't going to cover a two-and-a-half-point spread. So go ahead and give me Fresno State. Give me the own, the risk board owners of Hawaii in this one. Uh, that about sums it up, Eddie. We, we agreed a lot. So um, we disagreed a lot last week and somehow still ended up awful. So, so maybe we're getting back on track. I don't know. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll work. Uh, do you have any badminton spreads or... I, I don't know. Dart, are we picking the World Darts uh, Championship for a tiebreaker this week? What what bullshit tiebreak do you have for me this week? <laughs> no, we can step into Muffin McGraw's corner again if we if we need to. I like that, uh, as, that as as a weekly thing. Nope, that corner has been condemned. We're done with all that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
It's another week. Uh, we got a lot more bowls coming up. A lot of fun football. Be sure to check out the Bahamas Bowl. That is always a fun game. It's only been around for a couple years, and every single year it's just been a complete gong show. That one will be a lot of fun. It's a shame that South Florida-Texas game is a noon kick because that has shootout written all over it. That could be really fun. But hey, before we talk again, it will be Christmas. Merry Christmas to all of you. Uh, if you're currently celebrating Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. Hope your dreidel game is strong. Uh, whatever you celebrate, I hope you enjoy it. Friends, family, shenanigans, maybe even just a little bit of chicanery. But until then, enjoy the football. And we'll be back with, I'm sure, 8,000 more bowls because, man, <laughs> Disney's got to start paying off that Fox money somehow. So they got to ESPN's going to all these bowls. It's a whole deal. But as always, go Irish. Hill Gambler. And folks, I want to thank Eddie, as always, for joining us and, and doing the picks. Always a great bit of fun. And, and like I said, it feels like I said this at the beginning of the show. It feels like we're just getting warmed up. It's going to be really, really crazy uh, after, you know, the Christmas season is over and, and the games really start picking up in force. And there's some of the more exciting games that we've been looking forward to, some of the bigger and better matchups. But again, you will never, ever hear me besmirch the fact that college football is on my TV uh, because you never know. Like I said at the beginning of the show, you never quite know what's going to happen and what will break out. Uh, so definitely enjoy it while it lasts. And, and folks, until next time, because next time you hear from me, the Christmas season will be over and we're going to be picking some more games and we're going to be inching ever so closer to the Notre Dame matchup with LSU and the Citrus Bowl. But folks, with that being said, thank you so much for listening and make sure you go subscribe to us over at iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean, and of course, we're at HerLoyalSons.com. Make sure to drop us a review because it helps people find the show and I will try to do a better job of reading those on the air make sure to join us in discord our live chat channel herloyalsons.com slash discord email the show podcast at herloyalsons.com follow me on twitter at ndtex and until next time y'all merry christmas happy holidays have a good one and of course go irish be tigers